This is the Timepieces History Podcast, where each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past. Here's your host, Gudrun Lorette. Welcome to episode 12 of the Timepieces History Podcast. I can't believe that this is the final episode already of the first season. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. And thank you for the lovely comments and words of encouragement. I couldn't have done this without the support of my brilliant friends. So, I'm a big fan of reading about conspiracy theories and have lost hours reading about how Avril Lavigne is actually dead and replaced by a doppelganger, or that one of the members of One Direction didn't actually have a baby at all. Paranoia is rife and it makes for great entertainment. I don't actually believe these theories, but I do like reading them. Today, I wanted to look at the notion that William Shakespeare is not really the writer of all the plays attributed to him, and that he took credit for the hard work of other, cleverer writers. But why would people think that Will didn't write his works? He was, we assume, well-educated, he attended a good local school, the King's New School, and he was born into a comfortably well-off family. His father was an alderman and glover, and his maternal grandfather was a successful farmer. He married young, and sometime after his 21st birthday, he was a part owner in a player's company, as well as being an actor and playwright. He died aged 52 in 1616, three years after he retired to Stratford. Over two and a half decades, he penned 39 plays and 154 sonnets, as well as other bits and pieces. But very little is known about his private life. This prompted the author Mark Twain to declare, So far as anybody actually knows and can prove, Shakespeare of Stratford-on-Avon never wrote a play in his life. That seems to be incredibly mean. Many detractors argue that he wasn't as educated as we think, and was incapable of producing the sorts of writings good enough to be performed for royalty. This sort of thing would have been written by the aristocracy instead. The general conclusion is that Shakespeare was used as a cover for one or more contemporary writers who didn't want to use their own names, either because they didn't want to risk their position or because they were female. The most famous of these supposed real authors is the playwright Christopher Kit Marlowe, and his most fervent supporters are known as Marlowians. We know that he was stabbed to death in a barroom fight, but conspiracy theorists will argue that this was a cover-up to save him from imprisonment for being an atheist, and that he lived to write another day. Other possible candidates include Sir Francis Bacon, because some similarities have been noticed between his plays and those of Shakespeare. The 17th Earl of Oxford, Edward de Vere, has also been put forward because there are, apparently, clues in Shakespeare's play that refer to parts of de Vere's life. As it turns out, de Vere died in 1604, before almost a dozen of Shakespeare's works were actually written. Another favourite is the 6th Earl of Derby, who also had a theatre and shared initials with the Bard. His real name was William Stanley. In all, around 80 names have been suggested as the true author. It's argued that Shakespeare was actually illiterate as his parents and both his daughters used a cross or other mark in place of a signature. Of the women believed to be the true authors, several names have been put forward, including our old friends from episode 5, Elizabeth I and Mary Queen of Scots. Another suggestion is that the writer was actually the aristocratic poet Emilia Bassano, although even the person who suggested this one had to admit that Bassano's writing style bore no obvious resemblance to Shakespeare's. The main reason for these theories seems to stem from snobbery, with critics claiming that Shakespeare couldn't possibly have had knowledge of court intrigues, international politics and aristocratic pastimes or interests. The idea that he wasn't the real writer was first put about in the mid-1800s, when it was suggested that he was the greatest playwright to ever have lived. Perhaps it's just sour grapes, although theorists have amassed plenty of evidence to support their belief, including the rather bonkers notion that records revealing the truth 
have been destroyed to protect the real author and others have been falsified to give more credence to it actually being Shakespeare. Equally bizarre are notions that Shakespeare was fed information about court life and battlefields by the ghosts of those who had experienced them, or that he'd been reincarnated several times and therefore lived through many of the events he wrote about. I'm interested to know what you think about this and if you have any other names that we could look at. Thank you so much for listening to Season 1 of the Timepieces History Podcast. I hope you've been educated and entertained. Season 2 will be coming in a couple of weeks, but I'm also going to be publishing some in between episodes. This podcast, as you might know, is aimed at anyone with an interest in history, and also for those who work in the heritage sector. With the COVID-19 lockdown still in place globally as we record this, it's a difficult time for museums and history sites, so I wanted to look at how they can use online tools to promote themselves until they can reopen to the public. Thank you for listening to the Timepieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.